Okay, we're back for part two of the Mental Health for Entrepreneurs, I guess two episode series. <laughs> and welcome to Coaching Conversations with Christy, where we talk about some real ass motherfucking shit. The stuff that the people, regular people, the Karen, the coach Karens of the coaching world do not want to talk about because they are afraid that if they talk about the dark shit, then it won't be sexy. But here's what I know about my audience. You guys are as fucked up as me. Just kidding. <laughs> um, you guys are the types who appreciate, <laughs> appreciate the realness. And I know on my part that all of the mentors I have hired in the last year since I went through this fucking like brutal soul awakening are people who were super honest and upfront about their mistakes, their crap, their mental illness, their physical illness, uh, and shared that. I mean, there was literally nothing more of a turn on for me. I would like randomly find out. This is how I found both of my last mentors. Um, I found a random podcast because I was looking out for a, a certain subject. I listened and I heard how fucking real they were. And I was like, oh my God, I need them. And I think why that is, is that I needed somebody who could help me normalize what I was going through and make me believe that I could still run my business. I could still help people even when I was going through my shit. I think that needs to be a whole separate episode because that's definitely a belief that I struggled with. Um, and that I think probably many of my listeners also struggle with as well. Even if you're not going through mental illness or chronic illness, like, you know, you're just struggling. <laughs> um, like, I just want you guys to know that everybody struggles. Everybody. It's just that most people don't share it, which is why it's so important. Why I encourage you guys to stand up as leaders in whatever niche you're in and be like, hey, I do struggle. And here's how I'm like working through it. Sometimes when you're in your struggle, and it's like a festering wound. It's not the time to share if it's something that you're still healing. Um, so just be cognizant of that. Like, is it going to traumatize you more to share? Probably don't do it then. Like if I had tried to share this stuff two months ago, would not have been a good idea for me. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're getting a little off topic, but today we are going to talk about seven things that I think if you are going through some shit, especially struggles with mental illness and you're working on healing that, here are things that I think that can help you still crushed in your business, even as all of that stuff's going on and you're working through that on the personal side. Okay. So tip number one, stop taking people's advice and consuming content from coaches who one are not speaking to people in your situation, AKA their content is designed for people who have the emotional, mental, physical capacity to take the type of action they're asking. Okay. And I think that's something that as coaches, we need to be cognizant of really being clear and like labeling who this is for and who this is not for, you know, how like at the toy store for kids, it's like, this is not for children ages 12 and up <laughs> or 12 and under, right? Like, I think there needs to be a label like that in the coaching industry. I'm just saying, okay. And number two, don't take people's advice, business advice who have never struggled with mental illness. Cause until you fucking know what it's like to have depression or anxiety or trauma to the extent that it actually interferes with your ability to function in day-to-day -day life, then I don't want to fucking hear advice from you. 
And I sure as hell don't want to be scrolling around and seeing that because when you are struggling with mental illness, it is going to trigger you to see that you're going to compare yourself be like, why can't I just function like I used to? And it's just no good. No bueno. We don't want to hurt ourselves even more. That's just mean. We don't want to do that. Okay. So let me just, you know, pause your fucking phone for a second, go to your Instagram right now and then come back and delete everyone's asses who is not supporting you. You need to clear that shit out. Okay. And this is something I did as well. I didn't include this on my list, but I think it's important is like, get really clear on the things in your life that are not helping lift you up, that are triggering these feelings of anxiety and depression or triggering your trauma and clear that shit out. Okay. Number two, seek out a therapist and have sessions weekly or more. I shit you not friends. Um, when I first had this realization, if you've listened to the last episode, you know about you know how I realized I had this trauma from my illness and really just you know life <laughs> that got really exacerbated by the illness, got triggered. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I need a trauma-informed therapist, someone who understands that. I had one in there early on, and she literally said to me, she's like, wow. I mean, you kind of know more than me. I feel like I'm not sure how to help you. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> That's when I realized that I literally, and this, my second therapist confirmed this, I genuinely know more than some therapists do, um, which I feel like is a really good proof point for anyone who's insecure about not having a certification. Fuck your certification. The coaching industry is not even regulated. So there's no one to police you. But you need to be a good human being and do your due diligence. And like, just like you would if you were having to get a certification or a degree, like upkeep, continual education, improve your skills, your coaching skills, get trauma informed. I highly fucking recommend it. If you work with me and I'm doing this work with you, you will pick up a lot of the skills that you need to do trauma informed coaching. It's something that I make sure to teach my clients because I don't just care about like, you know, well, your sales results. I care about healing you too, of course. Yeah, I care about these things, but I also care about what you pass on to others because I feel like it's like my grandbaby. Like, I don't want you to to like spew toxic things onto my grandbabies. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Have therapy, people. Okay. And the reason that I suggest therapy, not just in general, but especially to my clients, is like I'm not a certified therapist. I didn't go to school for therapy. You could say I've been in the life school for like five years and I've done a fuck ton of research um, and application and I've worked with like my therapist on like <laughs> trauma proofing my programs. Like I take this stuff very seriously. I've learned a lot. Um, but I don't take accountability for my client's mental health. It's in my contract. So there's that piece of it. But also I really find it very beneficial for myself like it's like taking an emotional poo. Like you gotta get that stuff out, you guys. If you don't get it out, then it stays in. And secondly, when you have it set up every week, or for me when I started <laughs> three times a week, um, and when I when I feel like I really need more support or I know there's a triggering event coming up, sometimes now I'll do two times a week, but right now it's it's one. Um it just 
it makes gives you this sense of safety like okay no matter what happens even if I'm triggered I'm held I have a safety net to fall into and this is one of the things I tell my clients when they're really scared to take action sorry that's my doggy coughing she's an old lady um I tell them or ask them hey when like if you're scared Let's talk about what will happen if your worst fear happens. What will happen if someone rejects you, whatever. Uh, if someone, like, shames you in the group, what's going to happen? They're going to be like, I'm going to be really sad. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then what? Well, I don't know. I'm like, what do you, who are you going to go to to put your mind right? And they're like, you. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm your safety net, girl. Like, that is why you hired me, so that you could take action and feel safe enough to do it, even if it's a bit triggering to you to know that you've got me or you've got your therapist or your support system to catch you in that net so you're not going to spiral and get totally fucking triggered when you fall. Because you're going to fall. You are going to get triggered. I, this is like 100% promise to you. You will fucking get triggered in your business. And it's not about not getting triggered. It's about having the right um, support systems to pick you back up and their education for when that happens. And working with someone who can help you over time learn how to not be triggered in your business, in my case, which is something that I do. I need to make a podcast episode about that, um, My what I teach my clients for how to essentially like stop, de-trigger themselves when taking certain actions in the business. So I will make that as a, we'll do the next episode as that one. Okay. So... Number three, be upfront with your coach if you have one about your mental health and how it affects your ability to take action. So what this requires, first off, you can pause this, take out your journal. Just take note of like, what is your current emotional, physical, and mental capacity to take action in your business right now? And what you want to do is ask yourself and ask this coach, knowing what I know about my current capacity, is there an approach to getting the results I want in my business? Is that sustainable for me? Is that even possible for what I'm currently able to do? Because if you ask me that, like right after my surgery or even like six months after that, <laughs> I did not have a lot to give my friends. I would not have been able to implement, um, you know, Coach Karen's 10K month, like message 10 million people a day on LinkedIn strategy. Like that would have been a no-go. It's it actually would have been a no-go even if I wasn't sick, okay? Or I wasn't suffering from mental illness, okay? So get clear. Get intentional. Am I? Does this person's values about how the result is achieved, is that going to be emotionally and mentally sustainable for me? And then I would ask them, have you experienced mental illness or coached or worked with people who have? What's your approach with that? If the person cannot answer that question, then you probably don't want to work with them, okay? Just saying. Number four, have grace and compassion for yourself because you will go through seasons in life and your current season requires you to put your mental health first and your business second. I know it's like, oh! Christy, that's a fucking dirty word. I can't believe you said that, but it's true. And I want to fucking normalize not putting your business first because putting my business first above everything else, including my health, really hurt me in the end. And I just don't want to see you guys go through that. So let's normalize it. It's okay. Honestly, I feel like this should be 
just something everyone does is your business cannot work if you do not work. And so let's just stop buying into the idea that it's failing if we haven't achieved what we were previously able to produce when we were acting from our fucking trauma and our wounds to prove ourselves. Like, of course, you're going to be able to do a lot more back then because you literally have no other time for anything in your life, which is why, you know, you end up getting mental illness triggered or chronic illness or autoimmune illness triggered. Not a fun time, my friends. So number five, understand your options for treating depression and anxiety. Obviously, I've talked about lifestyle changes. I've talked about talk therapy. Like these things are really good. And I think that we need to normalize medication because for so long, my decision to not take medication was based off of what other people said. And I wasn't listening to myself because I, I took on someone else's belief that if I have to take any other kind of like any other kind of medication, then I don't know. I guess I thought like I was taking the easy way out where I'm like fucking up my body even more. And the reality is like, no, I don't want to be on medication the rest of my life. However, to get to where I need to be, to be thriving, to be at a place where I know that I won't get triggered and I know that I can wean off medication and I'll be fine because my life is like pretty stable. I need medication now. So I, I tend, my view on medication currently is I see it as a bridge. Like I see it as giving me this, the mental support that I need to create the results I need to create in my life to be in a place where I don't need medication, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so I think it's the bee's knees. I think it's God's gift to the fucking earth to have medication that does what it does for me. And uh, another thing I'll say about working with a psychiatrist is that a lot of psychiatrists are not there to talk to you about your emotions and like, they're not a therapist. They're literally there to prescribe you medication and they do not know. And let me just say this about any doctor. They do not know you. And honestly, with the way that insurance is set up, they do not really care. They're going to hear you and hear what they want to hear. So what you need to do is do your research, tune in intuitively to what do I need? What do I feel might benefit me? And then give those ideas to your doctor and have a discussion about what might be best for you. But you, and I learned this from having breast implant illness, you have to be your own medical advocate. You have to know your options. You have to do your research. You have to learn how to deal with doctors because most of them, (laughs) most of them cannot give you the help that you can give yourself. And so I, the way I say doctors now is I, I sort of like know what I want out of it and I choose and go to doctors with the intention of like, yeah, hearing their opinion, I'm not going to dismiss them. Um, but understanding that I have to stand up for what I know is true for me and get what I need from them. That's my perspective. Okay. Number six, collect data by asking yourself and keeping track of the following questions. What are your depressive or anxiety episodes like? And what triggers your trauma, like your trauma responses? Um, and I'm actually going to do a series of posts on the different types of trauma responses. So you can go check that out as well on my Instagram feed. I'll probably do podcast episodes as well on them. And then what tends to trigger them? 
So when you are aware of what incidents, what activities or actions in your business and also your life trigger these, these periods for you, these emotional, um, symptoms, then you can get strategic with it and be like, okay, can I approach making sales in my business in a way that doesn't trigger the shit out of me or doesn't trigger my depression, et cetera? What's a different way to do this? And this is something that I call like problem solving your resistance. And something I do with my clients as well. And then number seven, oh, I guess I already said number seven, but problem solve. All right, Lucy's coughing. Anyway, that's it for my tips. If you have any to add, let me know. I'll post them on my story um, because I really want my community and my platforms to be a safe space for entrepreneurs to talk about mental health, to just have some fucking real discussions about it and to share what has worked for you and to really help normalize um, the fact that a lot of entrepreneurs do go through depression, anxiety, have suicidal thoughts, um, and to not, don't keep that to yourself because it's when you keep it to yourself that it can become really deadly and we need to make this community and this space and this niche a safe space for people to be able to, to share and to speak and not, I mean, be discerning. Not every platform, not every coach is going to be a safe space. So use your judgment, get a therapist, work with a trauma-informed coach or mental ill health um, aware coach. It's so important, you guys. Do not pick a coach from your trauma, please, for the love of God. Okay. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Um, I'm sure that I will do more on this topic to come, but I appreciate you guys. Thank you for holding space for my story. If you've listened to the last episode in this one, um, and that's it.